We begin with the letter A. A is for... M is for murder. E is for... Danger! And, uh... Dodge. With... Monster. Help! Love me and be... Please help! Yeah. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Is For Podcast. My name is Sarge, and joining me today is the one, the only, stuck in quarantine land, Casey the Danger. How are you, sir? I am, uh, I'm doing about as well as one can do in quarantine with four children. If you could see him now, ladies and gentlemen, he looks bad. And joining me, as always, is... The wonderful, the very outspoken. He's currently rocking back and forth in his chair. He is so excited about tonight's topic. It's Monster. Say hello, Monster. My goal tonight is to explain exactly how I feel about a few of these things without getting A, put on a list, or B, assassinated. Okay? Because I have some thoughts, and depending on where this conversation goes... There might be a bullseye targeted at my address before the end of the night. So I'm going to try really hard to uh, to be careful. Okay. If this is your first time joining us and wondering what we're all about, we take a letter of the alphabet, we assign it a topic, and then we talk about it. Sometimes they're short, sometimes they're long. I have a feeling some of these are going to be two-parters at some point in time throughout the duration of this podcast. So... Tonight's letter is the letter M. M for mind manipulation. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to talk about manipulating one's mind, the things that I've done to manipulate a mind, and I'm going to give you a brief tutorial on how to implant false memories. Because that's a thing now. Anybody want to... Okay. Any, what? What's up? Huh? I, I've been manipulated. I don't know what I think anymore. Yeah, <laughs> our minds have been, been manipulated from the get-go, apparently. I have a false memory that this was going to be something different for the letter M. I do too. Well, it's a shared false memory. It, it is, is. Uh, definitely part of season one's Mandela effect episode of ah. what we thought was going to be. Actually, there is a callback, ladies and gentlemen. This act, I had one of those planned already because this is this dips into the previous series M for the Mandela effect. But we will get to that here in one second. So the original thing we were supposed to talk about was going to be the Manchurian Candidate, the book that came out back in 1959 by Richard Condon. It's a a thriller about a politician's son, or yeah, a politician's son, family member, yeah. And he's essentially brainwashed to assassinate foreign figures. It's essentially what the book is. And it's a a bestseller, and it it has to do with communism, the United States, the Cold War, yada, yada, yada. I looked it up. And I looked it up, and it has 311 pages. I just I just thought I'd throw that out there. Shout out to 311. He's got to put one in there at some point. Now, this book has been made into two movies, and the movies took a lot of creative liberties with the ending of the movies. In the book series, towards the end, he... It, it, it's some Epitomus Rex type stuff, some keep it in your family stuff happens at the end of the book. Um, they took some creative liberties during the movies and, you know, changed that because, you know, hey, it's Hollywood. They'll do a lot of stuff, but they won't do that. And reading on this and and doing the research on that, it was kind of like a, a scuba diving in a shot glass. You're going to hit bottom real quick. So started looking up mind manipulation stuff. And did you know the first instance of mind manipulation was the Nazis? 
you guys know that? No, but it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me that the Nazis were into mind manipulation. Wasn't that kind of their whole thing? Uh, no, not really. Mass genocide of the Jewish race was, you know, their main thing. But well, I mean, uh, we all have the main goal and then smaller achievements. Yeah. So uh, let me see here. I think it was in 1996, some psychiatrists implanted false memories in 52 subjects. With the median age of twenty-three, that's that's the that's that's nineteen ninety-six, right now. Okay, so the look on Monster's face, I'm going to start calling the monster itch because I feel like he's itching to get his hands on somebody. Well, he's slamming he's slamming sodas and drinks right now, and I'm sure he's he's gonna he's gonna jump in whenever he needs to. So I'm just gonna keep going until he holds up a finger, and then we'll give him the floor and let him go. I'm just, I'm just letting you, I'm just letting you set the scene. Um, uh, bold, bold assumption that the Nazis were the first ones to, to bring up mind control. I mean, that's something that I think is, uh, sort of been in the consciousness since the, you know, Stone Age, like BC era. I mean, I, I it, it may not be documented. It may not be like, you know, what Goebbels and and you know, those knuckleheads in Nazi Germany <laughs> were trying to pull, but, but there was m mental manipulation from the dawn of time. No, absolutely. I'm, I'm not talking about mental manipulation. I'm talking about memory implantation right now. 1996 memory implantation, okay. mind control through memory implantation started with the Nazis. That's what all the research I found. If you found something else, that's cool. This is why this is going to be one of those subjects. We're tenfold hats. By the way, if you're listening at this point, you're probably already on the NSA watch list. So welcome to the club. So what these psychologists did is they went to the subject's parents of these 52 people, 52 uh, 23 year olds, and they asked them to identify events that happened in their lives. Now, once they identified some events, the psychologist created a new memory. After two, three, four visits of forcefully asserting this memory to these kids, these 23-year-olds, I'm not going to say kids, the 23-year-olds, the 23-year-olds were able, yes, they were able to recall those memories with such a degree of certainty, these false memories, they could pass a polygraph test. They believed them so much to be true. Now, they also did this for another reason, that was to remove false memories that people have, but that's crazy. That you can believe something so much that you will pass a polygraph test. You have any thoughts on that, Danger? Well, I think a polygraph test is already a flawed thing. Um, I think it's a flawed way of going about finding the truth of any situation. I mean, uh, there are master manipulators and master liars all over the place. I mean, there was a show called White Collar. Not a great show, but I loved that show. It was, I thought it was fun. But it uh it talked about the how to beat the polygraph and he would use a tech to push it into his hand to concentrate on that more than what he was answering. And so he would answer the question with the truth that he wanted, and he would push the tech into his hand and he would concentrate more on the pain than the answer, you know, sounding real, which changed his biology to trick the polygraph. And so I think polygraphs are are crap, especially, uh, I forget what the number is exactly, but uh, there's a certain percentage that drops of even eyewitness accounts of events, and they take a polygraph test, and they, 
you know, may or may not tell you what actually happens. I think a polygraph test is a flawed, you know, and anything that the Mari Puppet show relies on to tell who's the father, um, I think is shit. There is a movie from, uh, gosh, I think it's the 90s, but I guess it could be early 2000s, uh, called Memento with um, Guy Pierce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, the whole film centers around uh, Guy Pierce's character who does has no short term memory. Uh, he had a traumatic experience and he lost his short term memory. So he has this collection of tattoos all over his body to tell him, like, who he is, what to do, where he's at yet any given moment. And, Don't trust Teddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't believe his lies. Um and then remember, remember Sammy Jenkins. There's a there's a scene in there where he's talking to someone who's basically trying to say like, without your memory, you're useless and whatever. And he's he said exactly what Danger just said as far as you know. He tried to say that memory is not a reliable source. Like even eyewitness accounts, you know, your brain in the midst of struggle and trauma will change details that to an investigation would be important, but your brain doesn't, you know, that you almost get hit by a car and you tell all your friends, you almost got hit by a blue car, but the other people who saw it happen that were not traumatized by the experience, who did not experience the heightened anxiety, they saw a, a blue car. They all know it was a blue car in your mind. It's red and you'll believe it's red. You can see it clear as day in your head that it's red, but it was actually I thought it was a blue green car. It very so, well might have been. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. So, I what, so what Danger and Monster are talking about is how your mind is subjective, right? You only point, you only pick out and remember things to you that are important, not to anyone else, right? Subjectiveness. Your your brain has a tendency to, to fill in the blanks. You know, you're when you look at a picture and you see you you know your your mind tends to focus on one particular part of said picture and your brain will kind of fill in the holes so like like i said using the car analogy you know what you saw in that moment versus what was really happening your brain just kind of you know fills in the gaps well that's why we've talked about you know horror movies in the past like halloween where we interpret it as so much more of a horrific movie because our brain has inserted these just horrible graphic killings that never happened on screen. But in our head, you know, that's why Hitchcock was so terrifying was because our brains would fill the space of what was happening in the movie or not happening in the movie with things that were going on. And don't get it twisted. There's a difference between that and the Mandela effect, which is where our timelines in a separate universe collided with one another. And what we did know as a fact got changed in the timeline somewhere so the little Kit Kat logo looks different, okay? Don't even come at me with some bullshit about uh, shared memories and, and, and you know, memory loss because that's different, okay? All right, oh, so moving right along here, we're going to talk to you real quick on how to implant a false memory, and I really, really want to try this. Like, after reading about it, like, they give you the best ways to do it. And this is confirmed on several different, like, actual collegiate level writings. So, like, your target has to be gullible. They say that is the best rate. Your target has to be gullible. And then once you pick out your target, right, you have to fabricate a memory. 
something that should have taken place, air quotes, taken place within the past year. But your your memory can't be too intricate. It can't be too too specific, right? It has to be broad. And it's you have to make it something that they will be emotionally charged when they think about. So I have a really bad memory to begin with. I, I always blame it on too much headbagging. I think I shook my brain too hard during too many metal shows. Mine so was I just due to just too much abuse as a young man. There you go. <laughs> uh, so all the time, like all the time, I'll start telling a story. Um, like I'm hanging out with some of my buddies from like high school or something, and I'll start telling a story. And at least twice in a in a five minute story. My buddy has to go, no, 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 that's that's not where we were. We went here first, then we went there. And I'm like, oh, okay. Or I'll, I'll be telling something about like, <laughs> you know, I'll have Sarah next to me and, and I'll be telling a story and Sarah will be like, no, that's not, no. You said blah, 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 blah. It's like. I can no longer believe anything you tell me. You shouldn't believe anything I tell you. That was, that was your fault to begin with. It, but what I'm really telling was. you is. Any sort of story that I tell about the three of us, let me tell you right now, I am making it up. <laughs> you are embellishing it. You are embellishing that's fair. it. Yeah, let's go with that's, embellish. That's, that's 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 completely fair. I'm fully aware of how exciting I am. So, embellish away. Uh, they do recommend that if you try to do this and you're not a medical professional, <laughs> you don't have a license, that you should try to make the memory comical and not potentially emotionally scarring. Sometimes that's comical. <laughs> they don't know me too well. But anyways, so once you have your target, once you have your story, right, you have to, you have to be, you have to commit, right? They say per perseverance is the key right the memory will not stick right away they'll keep blowing it off like whatever whatever just making crap up making crap up but then you have to use a lot of peer pressure-esque words like your memory is crap you seriously you do not remember this you know how can you not remember that you know stuff like that just keep re redoing the story redoing the story redoing the story but you don't do it every day i thought by peer pressure you were gonna say like Hey, smoke this cigarette. It'll make you look cool. You know, things like that. Uh, or go ahead and have the beer. I, Nobody's around. Nobody's going to. I'm starting to wonder how many times I'm giving a story and people are quote unquote correcting me and how often they're just changing my memory because <laughs> I am gullible and I wouldn't know the damn difference. After you do all that, is fair. They, they say usually the average mind will take a false memory at three to four weeks because after you keep being persistent with it, like not overbearing, right? Not like how some Christians beat people on the head with the Bible, but like, you know, you're just like, hey, man, I seriously, I can't get over the fact that you don't remember this, you know, la, 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 la. It's that girl. She was in that dress, yada, 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 yada. Just don't give colors. Don't give places. Don't give names. You know, just let them let them think about it. Let them, and then they'll eventually start filling in the blank. Now, how we know this actually happens is there's a guy back in the early 2000s, and I'm not going to put his name out there because he's on the National Sex Offender Registry. Yeah, so I'm not going to put his name out there. Cite, I don't know if you should cite him as a source. Uh, uh, it's, yeah. it's not I feel him. like that automatically it's, it's, strips it's, it's, his credibility. It, he's, not, he's not the source. His psychologist is the source. So what happened was, is this dude 
was falsely imprisoned on 36 counts of misconduct with children, where in fact it was only one count actually happened. And what happened is all these kids got together and fabricated lies, fabricated so many lies that his mind made up the other events. He confessed to the other events that didn't happen. Now, his a court-appointed psychologist had to come in and see if this guy was actually mentally competent enough to stand trial because he it showed in the recordings him being wishy-washy about these events and saying stuff that didn't really line up and the judge was like i don't know what's going on so he came in and he found that by using the steps that we just did he fabricated an entire scenario that was not true that after three visits of talking to this guy he went ahead and confessed now uh, well, I was going to ask, and I don't want to get way off topic, so um, if this is something that needs to be edited out later, it can be. Okay. Uh, do, you, do you have anything in your research or your notes about Sirhan Sirhan? No, I do not. This is why okay. I rely on you guys to help out sometimes. Okay. <laughs> are, are either one of you familiar with who Sirhan Sirhan is? Is no, it like it, it sounds hand, like... hand, and they're both men? Sir, this is my Sirhan. It's my right. This is my other Sirhan. They are gentlemen. <laughs> Mr. Sirhan, if you're listening, I apologize for these people. Uh, no, Sirhan Sirhan is the uh, convicted felon murderer of Bobby Kennedy. Um, it's They're doing a little bit of research into all this. It, it is not 100% clear if he was aware that he even shot Bobby Kennedy. Um, when in interviews with him, he claims... And and I've seen some studies with like these there's there's like a whole investigation into this about whether he's telling the truth, whether he's lying, whatever it is, where he is extremely well spoken. He's very polite. And anytime he comes up for parole and they ask him about the situation, he's like, I do not remember pulling my gun. I do not remember shooting Mr. Kennedy. He remembers being at the same place when it happened. And it's just like a blank like gap in his memory over the course of the investigation and stuff, the psychologists met with him and did this particular type of interviewing where they put him under hypnosis and he has no, he's easily susceptible to hypnosis. And when you originally said we were going to talk about the Manchurian candidate, there's like Sirhan Sirhan was kind of an example of a real life potential Manchurian candidate where he may have been hypnotized to do this assassination and then he doesn't even remember it and if you two keep looking at me like I'm crazy I'm going to come through the screen and strangle you okay? I'm not looking this at is, you like you're crazy important. I'm, I'm not looking at you like you're crazy well, I'm, you trying to, I'm trying I, to figure I out hold on, hold on, but hold now on. I kind of want to see you come through the screen that might be fun hold on hold on a sec but before he goes all ring and everything on us look I want the thing that gets me. Why the hell did you apologize to someone that shot Bobby Kennedy? Why are we apologizing to a murderer? Why did you want to cite the guy that was a registered sex offender? I didn't cite. Okay? I didn't cite him. I cited his psychologist. That's what I'm doing too. I'm saying there is an investigation into the psychology behind this whole situation. I didn't apologize to the pedophile. You apologized to the murderer. I apologized on behalf of him because I he still he still is a human being that commands a small amount of respect. Okay. All right, back on track. Back on track. Now we're gonna move. He is a in, sir. And he has hands. 
He does. Twice. <laughs> which did not pull the gun. Supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're going to move on to another topic. And before Luke jumps in here, because he's still rocking back and forth, before, before Monster jumps in here, uh, I, at least let me get through the cursory parts of this before you jump in, okay? So, okay. Why one Why? of the greatest... For once, um... finish something before we interrupt you. <laughs> so, As one... he interrupts you trying to start the intro. <laughs> yes, he is. And so, then I did it too, so whatever. So, one of the greatest... I don't, I don't want to say, like, projects ever, but one of the alphabet agencies... One of the alphabet agencies during the Cold War decided, found out, I don't know how, uh, yeah, he's hitting his forehead right now, so I'm just going to go through this and let him like watch his face turn red. Um, they discovered that the communists had discovered a drug or a technique that would allow them to control human minds. In response, the alphabet agency in question began its own secret program called the MK Ultra to, to research and find a mind control drug that could be weaponized against against their enemies. Now, this program ran, MK Ultra ran from the 1950s to the 1960s officially officially according to documentation which I believe it ran until the like the 1970s based off some of the other stuff I found, but that's just what I, you know, that's just the official documentation. That came out. Now, the person that ran it was a chemist by the name of who? Monster. What was his name? No, no, keep going. Keep going. His name no, was Sidney. What, what I was just thinking about it, watching uh, watching Monster do his thing is that if we ever need to torture him, <laughs> it's to read anything about what he knows and make it all wrong. I didn't make it wrong. No, no, this no. Is... no, no, no. no, 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 every... no just, just make it all wrong slightly. Like, not that you're wrong. And not that he's right, but it's just to make it different from what he knows and watch him squirm. Well, everything he's saying is correct, except there's 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 some there's more to it. But I want him to finish. There there is more to it, and this is why I wanted to do this particular one with Monster in it because he is a he is our resident he is Danger and Sarge's resident conspiracy nut. Like he's the one that folds our tinfoil hats. He's the one that can fill in the blanks. You should have heard the episode we did about Marilyn Monroe and the JFK assassination being linked together. It was really great. But anyways, this guy, I want to butcher his last name. The chemist's name was Sidney Gottlieb. Gottlieb? Did I say that right? Gottlieb? Yep. All right. So his experiments were covertly funded at universities, research centers, prisons, American prisons, detention centers in Japan, Germany, and the Philippines. And what he would do is he would give his un unknowing suspects daily doses of LSD or psychological torture ranging from, I think it was like, electroshock therapy, physical beatings, waterboarding, and a bunch of other crap just to break them down. Now, why you would give someone a daily dose of LSD is beyond me, but there is a bunch of people that participated in these studies. Uh, one of them was a member of a popular band. Who was it? Um, I don't have that note. It's like not on my paper for some reason. But anyways, now Gottlieb operated completely without supervision or oversight from the Alphabet Agency, who who 
who Monster keeps signing out because he he wants everyone to know that it may or may not start with the letter C and end with the letter A. Um, but uh, the guy's name was Richard Helms, who was the uh, director, and uh, he had no reports. This guy could do whatever he wanted, essentially, to whomever he wanted. And I think the one that stuck out to me that he did was not the daily doses of LSD. It's the fact that he hired New York City prostitutes to bring in men into hotel rooms with special mirrors. Aw, with special mirrors that you could have two way mirror and uh. The they, since they were prostitutes, were the ceilings on the ceiling? No, they were actually in the wall. And what they would do is the people administering the experiment would eat pizza, drink beer, and watch prostitutes inject average people with LSD and proceed to beat them mercilessly until either the Johns died or they snapped and killed the prostitutes, in which the prostitutes were then disposed of. And the Johns were disposed of as well. So I think that's a good overview because if we go any farther, uh, number one, Monster's head's going to explode. And number two, this will be like a six-parter because there's so much in between the lines to oh, read. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Much, much more. So <laughs> here we go. That was, wow, that was that was quite a, a uh, you did like a slam and uh, you, you slammed your beer or soda. We're drinking soda now. Hit his camera with his finger like he was coming right oh, at yeah. you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, if I was wearing 3D glasses, that would have scared <gasps> me. Yeah. MK Ultra is what they want you to know about. Okay? MK I'm just going to sit back. MK Ultra is the cleaned up, sexy version of what the CIA was actually doing. Oh, was I yep. not supposed to say it? Now we're on the radar. All right, well, someone's going to have to edit this. I'm not doing this one, for the love of God. Okay, so this alphabetical agency, there is some... Okay, all right, okay, I'm so excited. All right, so before MK Ultra was a thing, there was something called Project Artichoke. And what Project I, I just want to ask you first, do you need comfortable shoes and track pants? Because you're about to run with it. Ooh, don't interrupt, I'm excited. <laughs> okay, so doing a little research for this, what I discovered was that Project Artichoke is essentially the code name for what would eventually become MK Ultra. Um, whereas MK Ultra, you mentioned um, unwilling participants, but the general consensus is that these were people that were willing to subject themselves to experimentation, whether it was through uh, financial compensation or or whatever. Whereas Project Artichoke, they were basically using uh, Americans um not really giving them a choice injecting them with substances again let's just see what the hell happens you know what would happen if we inject this guy with lsd and leave him in in total isolation for two weeks let's come out and see how his brain turned to jelly and then let's try to mold it to make it do what we want it to do Going back to the whole Manchurian candidate, the idea was that they could basically rob somebody of their mental fortitude and reprogram it how they wanted to, to use it. A lot of these documents can be found. If you look up Project Artichoke, there is research on this in actual government documentation, but a lot of it's been redacted. A lot of the names and stuff have been removed. And there's, a, there's, there's some thought behind the fact that President Ford um, which was in the 70s, um, basically started to leak the MK Ultra stuff to hide the Project Artichoke stuff. 
because the Project Artichoke stuff was very much like, hey, we're going to do this stuff. We're going to see what happens. We're going to, you know, just do this to people and and just, you know, like I said, just see where it happens. Um, there was a, a guy by the name of Frank Olson who they had done these experimentations to and they had injected him with, I know LSD, I know they had done some other mental stuff. And after like a week or two of getting out of the program, he jumped out of a window and killed himself. Now, they ruled it as a suicide, but he had been basically tortured for for some undisclosed amount of time. And it is entirely possible that this alphabetical agency <laughs> was part of the reason what turned his brain to mush and he couldn't take it anymore so like i said mk ultra is not a uh, quack like conspiracy theory like there's like actual proof and documentation but anytime something nefarious happens within the the government and it comes to light usually there's something far worse kind of under the surface that they're trying to distract you from so i would suggest taking a peek into project artichoke and seeing kind of the ickiness that you know came before mk ultra yeah actually i i'd heard of project artichoke some time ago and in learning about project artichoke i actually came across project bluebird um yeah which is a similar project um similar experiment to whatnot it was just earlier in time you know i don't know why they were like I feel like maybe each one was maybe a little bit more of a stumbling block into the next one, a clumsy, you know, pushing of whatever it was. Basically, um, but- if you haven't picked up on this yet, the government will use silly code names to distract from the fact that what they're doing is sometimes heinous. And so name it Bluebird, name it Artichoke, whatever, and people don't care. Name don't get something- me started on Project Cuddly Bear. Oh, yeah. That's some <laughs> sick stuff right there. When you hear something like MK Ultra, that sounds dope. That sounds like the coolest Mortal Kombat game ever. Okay. Well, there's there's so, a band called MK Ultra. Is there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, hang on a second. Because I'm a pretty big fan of KMFDM, and they have an <laughs> no, album no, called no, Ultra. M- no, M- MK Ultra is a really shitty, like, thrash band. Okay, where they were, they're they're no longer around. But yeah, they're just really, really bad. But don't get me wrong, I like my fair share of thrash, but that's sure, sure. But but so there's there's something to be said about when the government allows you to peek behind the curtain. It it makes it it, again. Maybe it's just the the tinfoil hat conspiracy guy talking here. But it's like if the government is willing to show you MK Ultra, what are they not showing? That that's the way I look at it, and knowing that Project Bluebird, Project uh, Artichoke, are documented, there are, you know, documentation, official documents discussing and disclosing this information. It's like they 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 throw the big one out there so you won't look at the little ones that may potentially be worse. <gasps> okay. Oh. So, staying in line with the MK Ultra and the memory manipulation and the mind manipulation, you know, things like that. Um, so, did you know that we, as everyday people, have had memories implanted onto us by our parents? A form of mind control manipulation and memory implantation. Yeah, it's called generational trauma. 
<laughs> no, that's just called generational trauma. This is actually when you tell the kids about things like the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy and everything like that. Yeah, that's a form no, I, of I'm mind manipulation. Yeah, we all have kids. We all are. Yeah. Additionally, and I haven't been able to find it. So since you have a quiet keyboard, maybe you can look this up. Yeah, your keyboard's quieter than mine. All right. I remember being in the military and being told that there was once a mind control experiment of an entire town where this town was, their water was being injected with copious amounts of a drug, of a hallucinogenic drug. I don't remember which one it was, per se, but I do remember hearing a story about it. And I wanted to try to find it, but I ran out of time. You know, that, that's just what happens with trying to keep these, you know, under an hour, roughly. But, uh, hey, welcome back. Yeah, Danger's looking up something for us. You're not supposed to announce when one of us disappears for a people. Well, he wasn't supposed to announce in the last episode that we weren't uh, recording from around the world either, but he did. So and Technically, we're around the world every week, around the whole world. As someone who has just started recently editing these episodes, do not tell us when someone's going or coming. Okay, just leave it out. No, we're gonna it's leave it in. I have to cut and paste. What are you cutting and pasting? You just highlight it and delete it. Okay, y'all just listen to the episodes I edit. <laughs> Anywho, I was just telling, I was just telling Danger about a story I heard in the military. About an entire town being subjected to copious amounts of hallucinogenic solutions placed into their water system. Yes, this happened in France. Um, That's actually remember. what I just found. But go nice. on. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name of the town. Danger. I, I I'm not. I'm okay, just finding on. French town. Three, I'm not two, finding two, one. And that town was a French town, and it was called. He hasn't found it yet. He's still looking. Okay, I'm not editing no, this no, episode. No, 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 Jesus. No. Point Point Saint Spirit, I guess. It's a uh, sorry, it, it just said French town and it didn't give me a name. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yes, but um you are correct. <laughs> it, it it basically exactly what you said. There it's um I don't know that it is uh documented proof, or is this also kind uh, of the a, the BBC did happened. a special on it. Okay, okay. Yeah. The BBC's got more credibility than our news agencies. <laughs> 100%. Yes. I will believe that. Our mainstream media is a joke. Yes. So, they basically put mind-altering chemicals in the water of this small French town to just, you know, again, let's just see what happens. Like, there's never really like a... Uh, the higher-ups may have an end game. The, the people pulling the strings might have a, like, a final, like... We're going to do this to see what happens to this and then X, Y, Z, whatever, you know, but on the surface level, it's just, we put mind altering chemicals in the water for shits and giggles. <laughs> okay. So the other thing I I'm have sure to people add... to get shits and giggles off of that. So. <laughs> if you put enough acid in the water, you will do two things. You will shit and you will giggle. So that is, that is factual. <laughs> so upon doing more research into the MK Ultra, I did find that that the alphabet agency in question, and we, it's already been timed out, so we're just going to go ahead and call it the, the CIA, because that's what it was. <laughs> At a minimum, the I, I, CIA. I like, I like dancing around what we all do. <laughs> yeah. Right. They actually brought in former Nazis. Well, I'm not even going to say former. Once a Nazi, always a Nazi. But, you know, Nazis, 
from like they they brought in Nazis that used to run the torture chambers and stuff like that in the concentration camps. And I found this interesting. They brought in the former Japanese, what do you want to call it, interrogators and stuff from the POW camps because they had already started the mind manipulation, mind control. This is what I want to use here, folks. Help me out here. Uh, techniques, procedures. Um, <laughs> now, not that, um, not that it matters, but when originally the letter M for Manchurian candidate was selected... Um, I started to watch the Frank Sinatra film from the 60s. Oh, that's uh, your mistake. That's a terrible movie. His very, best movie was Man with the Golden Arm. Uh, for the record, it has like a 7.5 on IMDb, which is very solid. Uh, yeah. so, I, so I assume most people think it's pretty decent. I Apparently digest. Danger just has a thing against Frank Sinatra. But anyway. Yes, no, 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 I don't no, like Frank him is, either. Frank is fine. I have no problem with Frank. I think Frank did some really good ones and some They're really so cool. bad ones. He uses his like a first name basis. Yeah, Frank. Yeah. You know my buddy Frank. Mm. <laughs> yeah, good old, good old Frank. Good old Blue Eyes. <laughs> Never but, met him. But, uh, in in so You're in lost. the in the source material, uh, it's Korean. Are are they? Are you saying that they brought in Korean? No, say for for the MK Ultra program, they brought in Nazis and uh-huh. Japanese. Okay, Japanese. Okay, okay. And Basically, the point America's the enemies during World War II. Yeah, I was because say the at the during the MK Ultra program, World War II was over, and now we could make friends with these people that we murdered. Well, no, 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 no. That's a totally separate episode. But that was tit for tat. That was total tit for tat. You bomb our ships, we blow you up. It was that simple. No, 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 no. I'm just just saying that these people that we just went to war with and were killing. Now we're going to use them, bring them in to help us. So what most people don't realize is the Japanese had some very heinous, heinous torture techniques back, back in the war that they did to American prisoners, right? Yes, uh, I will get into the uh, bamboo shoots underneath the nails, the, the mass beatings with bamboo canes, and... Yeah, it was it uh, it was bad. Being a horrific person, uh, very few things bother me. Uh, fingernail stuff is not something I enjoy. And um, like anytime in a in in a horror movie where someone's like being dragged and you see their fingernails like breaking as they grab the wall or the floor, yeah, I'm ready to puke. So that whole idea of the bamboo shoots under the the fingernails, which I have seen in a couple of movies, which is never pleasant. Uh, that is one I do not do well with. <laughs> I feel like that should be an opener for any point in a conversation. Being a terrible person. Yeah, no, I mean, my nickname is Monster. Obviously, I subject myself to a lot of gross, horrific things. On so, purpose, before we, actually. so before we get back on track, Danger, you and I need to have a conversation about the next time we meet uh, Monster in person. So uh, going forward. so the, That uh, sounds terrifying. <laughs> don't tell us things you don't want us to know. Um, I have some bamboo at the house. Uh, I was going to say, if I come over for dinner and drinks and you shove bamboo under my nails, I'm not saying I'm going to quit the podcast, but I'm really going to think about it. (laughs) 
I so, mean, just as long as we're thinking, we're not actually doing. It. So, <laughs> this is this has been a very interesting conversation into the mind of monster. So, the Nazis actually are you guys are any of you guys familiar with some of the Nazi torture techniques? We all saw one of them in a Liam Nilsen, uh, Liam Neeson movie. Liam Nielsen? Yes. Liam Neeson. <laughs> Liam Nielsen. Isn't he the guy that was uh, in those Naked Gun movies? And Oh, wait. Never mind. No, that was <laughs> Leslie Neeson. Oh, Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> <laughs> Cut all this shit. Or I'm no, gonna... it's going to stay in just because we have to have some moments of levin- levity in some of our things. So, oh. yeah. So, Liam Neeson, in one of the scenes in the very first Taken movie, he shoves to galvanize nails into home diggity's legs and then hooks them to a power um, generator, essentially to the house power in France. And turned the light switch on and off and shocked the crap out of this dude. I forget his name, Marco from Chipotle or whatever his name was. Uh, I've seen the movie a from few Ch- times. Marco from Chipotle? Chipotle or something like dude that. Dude just is like a fry cook and he's getting his like nipples toasted because <laughs> he was like <laughs> fighting Liam Neeson. It's like, this is the worst day ever. I want a refund. <laughs> so electroshock therapy, electroshock, I'm not going to even say therapy, but electroshock torture is uh, is actually fairly common in a lot of, uh, uh, what do I say, um, Eastern torture techniques. It's not as pretty. Uh, John Rambo actually in the movie Rambo 1 or 2, no. Was it, I think it was two. He got shocked against a box spring mattress. That was pretty cool. I can't tell you last time I watched a Rainbow movie. I yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I, and I definitely haven't seen the last couple that came out. So. so, so what it boils down to is: imagine a computer. Okay, imagine you're working on a computer and you're typing something in a Word document, and Word stops working. So you know the problem is within Word. If you click on the internet, it pops up. If you go to Facebook, it pops up. If you check your email, it's all working. Everything's fine. But Word is not working. So what you do is instead of Control-Alt-Delete and going to Task Manager and focusing on Word, you just unplug your computer so the whole thing shuts down. And that's what they're doing with shock therapy. It's like there's one thing that's wrong, whether it's a actual psychological disorder, a mental health issue, or it is a form of torture, whichever way you're going about it. But instead of actually just attacking the central issue, they just basically pulverize your entire mental state and just, hey, let's see what happens. You know, again, not to like pull the MK Ultra thing back up, but it's just like they well, that's just... what we're talking about. Well, yes, yeah, this segment I mean... has been called Monsters Computer Advice. whatever you do don't unplug your computers yeah if you have it problems just let me know i will show up with my tool bag it is a usb port and a hammer um but it just comes and unplugs your computer and then walks away it's essentially the idea behind shock therapy whether it's electroshock or ice shock or whatever method it is the idea is to shock quote unquote the system so fully that whatever your like very specific very like very like minute one issue is you just shock and restart the entire thing to see what happens it would it would be the equivalent of like like i said the computer analogy where it's like one single program is the problem but instead of addressing that problem you just say you know what the hell with this computer i'm just going to smash it some marriages go that way yeah 
So the reason why I bring up shock therapy, waterboarding, stuff like that is because according to the MK Ultra uh, documents that were recovered back in the 1970s that were not destroyed, the reason why they did all that was so they could mentally break an individual because once your mind is mentally broken, it's a lot easier to go in there and I don't want to say... I will use the word implant memories, implant trigger words, hypnosis, things like that, because a mentally mentally tough uh, person is not going to be bamboozled near as easy as as a uh, a gullible idiot or someone who is so emotionally or mentally broken. That's why they do all that stuff, and that's why they brought these people in, because honestly, who better than the Nazis to break a person? I mean, we've all seen their handiwork in in history books and things of that nature. So, so let it be known, again, and I'm not trying to get myself on any more lists than I'm already on. I have to register enough times when I have to move, okay? I don't need more problems, but again. After this, you're going to have to knock on your neighbor's doors and tell them that you moved in. <clears throat> probably so these are not just to be clear this is not a conspiracy theory this is not like some like oh if you go to like angelfire.com backslash you know my little pony backslash conspiracy theory.com no these are like documentations that you can look up that are official documents from the u.s government uh, again this is what they're telling you. What are they not telling you? Because you know good and damn well this is not a transparent thing. There is so much more going on. So if they're willing to accept, they're willing to divulge to you that, yes, we worked with the Nazis, the most hated group of people in the history of the world. What kind of other nefarious shit is going on here? You, you know what I'm saying? You know, I just went to your angelfire.com. I just went to your angelfire.com slash my little pony. And it says uh, 404 error. We could not find a page requested. Please check the URL and try again. Okay. Okay. Look, I had to take it down. There was some little pony erotica that was Mattel or Hasbro or whoever owned them. Didn't think it was appropriate to the brand. I apologized. (laughs) We moved on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think we just lost. I think we just <laughs> lost danger. <laughs> My little pony comment was too far. Danger said I'm out. I can't deal with this anymore. I really don't know what just happened. All of a sudden, you guys were gone. <laughs> yeah, you were talk, gone. The acid talk. All of that I can deal with, but you you talk smack about my little pony and I'm out. Well, it just took the CIA a while to get into his IP address. Uh, <laughs> my, my little brother. They shut you down. I'm the one spitting <laughs> fact over here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been M for mind control, mind manipulation, Manchurian candidate, and a bunch of M words that go together. It should have been M is for monster loses his damn mind. <laughs> Maybe it will be. That's going to be next. That's going to be season three M. And I'm just going to say things that are almost right, but just wrong. Like, well, see, what we need to do is like we need to do that. Under the fingernails. What we need to do is when we do that, we need to make sure we're doing it live. That way people can see the looks on his face as we do it. 
I will say that the fact that this is an audio medium has really robbed a lot of people of watching me squirm in anguish. Oh no, I'm I'm a I I think we're gonna find a bridge in this somewhere. If we yeah, could, I think if we so. could just get like um just a collection of maybe like thirty second sample of, the, of how much I have been struggling with this one. Do you have to struggle, best buddy? A little yeah. bit, a little bit. All right. So, um, as much as I enjoy watching uh, Monster squirm and struggle to keep uh, things together, just like my favorite movie, I don't want to continue watching it because I feel like it's going to get old quick. What? I don't want to lose this happiness of watching this. Again, again, I'm not editing this one, okay? There is too much. Just, I can't do it. From all of us at Danger and Sarge, I am Sarge. I am danger. I am on a CIA watch list. His name is Monster, ladies and gentlemen. We will catch you next week for the letter N. Have a good night. Deuces. <laughs>